Are you listening? Do you hear music? No. Oh, there it comes. I, just, <laughs> I was like, uh-oh, my ears, my hearing is bad, Tom. <laughs> I was just anticipating that. I'm reading. so happy that book is, that reading is finished. Well, hello, everybody. Sorry, we're already chatty. Oh, <laughs> did you hear? It's a good thing I didn't say the F word or anything. Yeah, you could have you said that. Well, Janice has been here for an hour, and the good news is her and Tom just wrapped up recording, doing the audible for your latest book. Yes. And so that's so exciting. It is. That's a I feat. I am so excited. That is a feat. Because it, what's really interesting about it, Tom is so nice. He's so kind and patient because there were, you know, there are times I'm like, okay, take four. Okay, no, no, no. Take five. Take a hundred. You know, because if you screw up, then you've got to go back and do it right. And then Tom has to spend time. He'll do it when when I'm not here, and editing all of it and and getting job. rid of all of that. It's yeah. Funny. There is actually one moment from last the session last week where. <laughs> You, it took seven takes for this one sentence, <laughs> and I actually saved it because it, it would make for kind of a funny blooper reel. Oh, that's fun! Oh, that is, you should do that's that. Really that's fun. You can put, you can do that. I like that. But you should put it at the end as just like a funny at the end of the book. That'd be funny. That would be funny. I've never seen anybody that. Yeah, you do that, Tom, that at the end of the book. Say so you think this is easy. I'm the one that recorded. No. Get a load of this. I mean, <laughs> so Tom, what did you think of the book? Um, well, what did you not, learn? I'm not really looking for a husband per se, <laughs> so it didn't speak to me in that regard. But I mean, of course, it's there's a lot of knowledgeable information in there, and I would recommend to any woman that I know that is not having is having a hard time finding love that she should read this book. Good. Thank Absolutely. you. So that's awfully nice. Thank you. It's so nice. You kind of have to say because I still owe you some money. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Well, the thing is, um, I—I th- I mean, I'm engaged, and I read it when I was engaged. Yeah. And I still, even though I'm in a relationship, I found the tips to just. I mean, I'm sure you still learn stuff. Yeah, about absolutely. There's a there was a bunch of being things being about sort of growing up and sort of being molded as a kid. I think there's a lot of stuff in there about that. And a lot of, I guess, maybe some of the problems that women may have, finding a man or somebody that's worthy is because of how they were programmed as a kid. Yeah, it's true. And it's kind of you have to unprogram yourself to not make the same bad decisions when it comes to men. Yeah, yeah. Well, so many pickers. Yes. So many people's pickers are off. And it's... Totally rooted in our family of origin. It Mine really was is. off. Yours was off for a good oh, while. Oh yeah. Was yours ever off, Tom? Uh. I mean, you have a an amazing wife, so you got your wheels on at some point. Yeah, I mean, I, I think yes, I, I do believe I had a type for a certain part of my life, but then I figure after this one, I, I don't know if I told you guys this or not, but I had a Mrs. Robinson. That is did so Did you just salacious. about spit your drink out yeah. right there? <laughs> I totally did. That is okay. so salacious. Okay, let's yes. talk about Come on. that today. And so let's go. she was like, the. she truly changed me in a major way for my own, like, my own health, mental health. For the health, better? But also, oh, yeah, for the better. How much older was she? Um, I was just about to ask I think that. she's like... Oh, he's trying to pretend like he doesn't no, remember. No, 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 She was 16 <laughs> years older than me. Damn! Oh. Jana and says anything over 13 is a no. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you saying that. Yeah, I was 23 and she was 40. Holy Oh, cow. well, hello, Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> yes. And she wow. basically... after every Every girl I dated after her was quite a different ride than the first every girl before her and <laughs> how I, many I rides be- have you had <laughs> I, and i don't mean <laughs> that sexually i just mean like i i basically learned how to like be a grown up and treat women wow i basically looked for a brain instead of a body well you know what I'll, you know what is interesting about that be, i'll bet that because she was older than I mean, enough older than you that 
you you had to grow up a little bit emotionally yes. with her or she wouldn't have put up with it, you 100%. know? And that, that was probably a really great learning and experience. And that relationship, it started with 18 months of platonic friendship hmm. where I didn't even think about us becoming an item. And then just this one night, it just like happened out of nowhere. She initiated it and it, it blew my mind that she was even interested. <laughs> And then we Aww. dated for like a little over a year. Did anybody know? We kept it pretty secret at the beginning. Um, Did you work with her? No, no. Well, actually, yes, I did. I did work with <laughs> All her these the very he's first not time I met her. One of, she brought her daughter into the studio, and that was like the beginning of our uh, friendship. Uh-huh. And then 18 months later, we it became physical, and... It was it was it was amazing. She's definitely the most in my top three most significant significant others I've ever had. But there really was like everything before her was for the wrong reasons. I, my picker was broken, yeah. Will. And yeah. then everything after her, which were very few, um, was the right. Like I just I, I needed to have a brain, somebody that stimulated my brain. That was uh-huh. the primary reason that I wanted to go out with somebody. And yeah. that's how I found part of growing up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. Stimulating I did. in a lot of ways. My brain <laughs> did almost spit <laughs> out my dreams. She still, she still lives is. in Dallas, and she's still. Oh, really? Yeah, and we still talk. Uh, we text all the time, and we wow. We talk on the phone about I don't know twice a year, and that phone call is usually like four or five hours. We got so much to catch up on. Um, and Maureen, yeah, she's that amazing. doesn't bother Maureen. And Maureen has met her and thinks she's amazing. Wow. Yeah. And she's I mean, like there was like seven now? or eight years between the end of that and finding Maureen. So like th- this was long gone. Uh-huh. Long in my rearview mirror. So so by the time is Maureen she like came, almost sixty now? Yes, she is sixty. She's she is eight she's, years older yeah. than me. Damn, you <laughs> get it, Tom. <laughs> well, I mean, I was twenty three, she was forty, so like yeah, I'm 47 now. I mean, when I was 40, I when you're 40, you have you still have it. Oh, when you're 50, well, you hey, still have excuse it. me, excuse me. <laughs> you two, especially, we have it. Yes, I have a little, me? a little of it. <laughs> you dated somebody younger. Well, Tom's younger. Tom's younger. Yeah, but Tom's didn't you about, date somebody even Tom's younger like than him? Six years younger than me. All these or seven cradle uh, robbers that I I'm know, working with. I know. I didn't really realize it until. I mean, I didn't. You know, I didn't really notice that until we until he told me to ask him when his birthday was. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I had. I dated a guy that was like seven years older than me mm. after my divorce. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, but but uh, yeah, I am seven years older than Tom. Y'all look exactly, no offense to Tom, but <laughs> you guys. He's a silver fox. He, he is a silver fox. <laughs> he no is, doubt he about is that. a handsome man. Okay, well, we need to get rocking. Um, we first need to thank our sponsor. We have a sponsor for this week and next. Oh, nice. Um, my dear friends from California, Mill Valley, J.R. and Carrie Coulter. Or I guess their last name is Riley now because I just officiated their wedding. Oh, you did? Oh, it was so fun. Anyway, they were here this week dropping off their his son to SMU. And they stayed at my house and they they sent me like a big Venmo. I was like, what the heck is that about? And they're like, it's to say, say thanks for... Um, Letting us stay at your house, use your car, and also for the remedy. So, oh, that's so awesome. nice. That's great. So oh, we live you. we live another week. We do. Or two. <laughs> <laughs> so we make it super easy for you to contribute. So if you like what we're doing here and love listening to the remedy, we always need sponsors. You can just Venmo at Tova-Cito. We'll take good care of you. Um, okay, so today, Janice, you sent this article and thought it might be a great topic. I could not agree more. I'm fascinated about what we're going to talk about this week and next. Uh, the article is from Psychology Today, and its title is 20 Expert Tactics for Dealing with Difficult People. Yeah. Brilliant. You know, it's interesting, too, because when I saw that, I, I, I've i recently had a little incident with 
uh, a, with person a person that's a little difficult for me to get along with. Or well, and that's blah, blah, like, blah. but that's, that's like foreign for you. Yeah, I, I bet I there's like one or two people on the planet that are they're you not find very, very yeah. to be a difficult yeah thing. And uh, you know, but I do think that there can be like difficult clients yeah. that you yeah. you could have yeah. Tova or me or just difficult people strangers in the grocery store mm-hmm. or you somebody know, who's aggressively driving and cuts you off and yeah. flips you off or whatever yeah. yeah so you know so when i saw it i thought well this could be kind of interesting and then i looked through it and i thought oh yeah this can really be helpful i agree i think i hope it's i hope so yeah we've because, never talked about anything like this before no you know cuz i think that people for the most part especially i do think that in the south it's a li- it's a little bit better that people they may be mad as heck about something, but they're they're more likely to just be passive aggressive mm-hmm, instead mm-hmm. of outright aggressive. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. But but I do think that both of those things are that it's difficult to deal with those. And what do we do with that? Do we talk about it? Do we bring it up to people, or do we just mm-hmm. pretend it doesn't happen? Or do we just just etch a sketch those people from our life if we can Mm -hmm. you know so I don't know I thought it might be it just might be kind of fun I think it's a great topic because at some point all of our listeners have probably had to deal I mean all of us at some point have to deal with a difficult person yeah like you said it might not be a family member it might be somebody you work with I have worked with difficult people yes I think in the work environment Mm -hmm. For sure, Mm -hmm. because you can't, you don't want to just storm out, you know, that you need the job or whatever. You got to make it work. Yeah, you do. You're, you're going to that office every day. Yeah. Or even people like I thought of Anna Prince, precious Anna Prince. She just left for school a week ago. Uh And the day she got to school, one of her high school best friend's dad died. (gasps) In a motorcycle accident. So she was back here this weekend for his funeral. The dad was on a motorcycle? Mm -hmm. Where was he? On Harry Hines. And some car sideswiped him and tossed him into the median. And he flew off his bike and landed on another car across on the other side of Harry Hines. And he died on impact. It was just (sighs) beyond tragic. But I was taking her to the airport yesterday. She was heading back to go to school. And I said, and because she goes to Spelman, all girls school. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. I said, you know, she loves her school. She has so many good friends. And I said, are there some difficult girls? And she goes, my God, mom, I go to an all girls school. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So even like college kids, you know, dealing oh, yeah. with a new roommate situation or people in your sorority or fraternity. I mean, it's... You're going to f- encounter difficult people your whole life. Yeah. I mean, there are, I have a client who uh, is in college and she has had a hard time with a couple of, of girls from, that are in, at school where she is. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're mean girls. Mm, there's plenty of that out there. I mean, there are mean girls mm-hmm. out there. There's mean guys. They're mean guys too. Yeah. It's, do you know what I heard? That about a fraternity that they do to like their people that they rush, you know, rush season is happening yeah. right now. Yeah. So I've heard, I you know, talked with people, clients, friends whose kids are doing it. And one of the activities that a fraternity had the guys do is they had to get a bunch of girls from other sororities in the room and they had to rate which like they put the girls on the stage and they said, which one do you want to F? Which one do you want to murder? And which one do you want to marry? They put three girls on the stage and the guys had to say, I want to F this one. I want to murder this one. Why did the girls do it? I don't know. And then they had to like rank who's, who is the prettiest and who's the ugliest. Oh my God. And I'm like, the fact that there are not more suicides yeah, with yeah. and with that BS, I'm like, I can't believe it. I mean, I heard that story from a client this morning. That horrible. is just ridiculous. Yeah, horrible, horrible. So, anyway, okay. Uh, I got uh, on a t- tangent there. Sorry about that. Okay, no, no. twenty expert tactics for dealing with uh, difficult people. We're going to do ten this week, and then ten next. Yeah. Um. So we're going to start with the first one. 
The first one, um, first tactic is to listen. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. Because mm-hmm. that's the last thing I want to do with a difficult person. Me <laughs> too. Me too. Is that why your head is shaking? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yes, listening is just to... Wow. To just breathe and listen when you're in, when you're, you know, you're being confronted with somebody that is being unreasonable. And especially if you're out and it's somebody that you don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, I Mm -hmm. think that if. Or you haven't taken the time to understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or I think, you know, people who, who get that you just have to listen and to shut because I I can always think of something to say, Mm -hmm. you know, but just Mm -hmm. to listen Mm -hmm. helps to calm them down typically, Mm -hmm. or at least get them to maybe stop what they're doing that is being so offensive Mm -hmm. to somebody, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, but I think it's the, to your point, I think it's the only way to, open the door to to whether it's reconciliation or understanding or like because usually when we're dealing with a difficult person the really the only thing we're thinking about is what we want to say yeah and that's what this says it says while you're listening really focus on what the other person is saying not what you want to say next That's crazy (laughs) and but really because you can and you think about it raising children especially Mm -hmm. like teenage kids, Mm -hmm. you know, they can be difficult and Mm -hmm. that's part of the process for them. And Mm -hmm. I think that as adults, a lot of times we probably don't take enough time just to really listen and we get kind of aggressive ourselves, you know? So I think listening is, you know, (laughs) that I, uh, not like a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking, God, I might be having some memory issues. As Tom was telling me something, he said, "Did I told you that just the other day?" Blah 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 blah. And I was like, "Oh well, hmm, I didn't. I, I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong in my brain." And he said, "No, I don't think you listen to me mm. all the time." Yeah, you've you. I said think that I've before. said that before, mm-hmm. and it's true. But mm-hmm. I really have been working on that. Mm-hmm. Is that if he's talking or if. One of my children are talking. I don't have trouble listening to my clients, and maybe it's probably I, why you have uh-huh, a hard time listening because you listen for so many hours yep. and then you're kind of listened Oof. up. Mm-hmm. But but I do think that it's really important when somebody is being difficult, mm-hmm. and I think that what we would tend to do with parents, if a child is being aggressive, is we tend to be like. You can, don't you talk to me mm-hmm. like this? Don't be disrespectful. Don't, don't disrespect. be disrespectful. Uh huh. Rather than listening to him. You know, it's one of the best things. Uh, I am working with this precious uh, teenage girl. She's sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, maybe eighteen, nineteen years old. Anyway, she said the best thing. She said uh, she she's having some problems with her parents. Uh huh. And she said, you know, I just feel like all my parents do is manage me instead of try to get to know me. Very interesting. And I was like, that is a brilliant thing that you just said. And I said, shit, I wonder if I do that with my kids. Like, we're so busy managing our children, we forget. And making sure that they're them. acting right and doing right and mm-hmm, studying mm-hmm. and all say, that Say please, stuff. say thank you, pick that up, make your bed, did you uh-huh. brush your teeth? Like, you know, did you register for classes? Did you, did you, da, 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 mm-hmm. instead of saying, how, how are you feeling about that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Really good advice. What do you, and even things like, what do you think about it? Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah. How did that make you feel? Yeah. Was that, are you okay with that? Mm-hmm. You know, so then you're just kind of entering their world instead mm-hmm. of trying to make them fit into another world, mm-hmm. either ours around the house or at school, mm-hmm. or you don't you dare talk back to those, you know, if they come home from school and say, you know, the teacher, I got a detention because the teacher was being so rude to me, rather than saying, well, you, you didn't. What did you do? What did you do? <laughs> rather than saying, Really? Well, talk to me yeah. about that. What happened? Yeah, and then see, you know, there maybe there's another way for you to handle that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think listening is is really important. And really hard with it's, difficult people. It is. Yeah. 
So second one. Yeah, stay calm. (laughs) When a situation is emotionally charged, it's easy to get caught up in the heat of the moment. Monitor your breathing. Try to take some slow, deep breaths. I mean, that that is something I know you and I say all the time to our clients, especially like if if a couple's in. If for sure. Like, whoo, it can get, t- t- you know, there well, can be tension. Yeah, because you've got, when you've got two people that are in a relationship and then they're married or committed or not or whatever, but... And that, and you love each other, but it can be, it can be really easy to get combative mm-hmm. in that relationship. For sure. And I think that that is a, a very important thing. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to breathe. Don't forget to breathe. Don't yeah. forget to breathe. And if somebody is dealing with me in a really calm manner, that brings me down. Yeah. Like it just brings yeah. the situation down. Uh-huh, because you look a little cray-cray yeah. if you're flailing all over and that other person is breathing yes. and looking at and you. And staying calm. Uh-huh. Attorneys are good at this. I don't know if you've ever argued with an attorney, but they never get emotional. No, they don't. And that is one, one thing, thing I'm jealous learn. of about it. If there is one thing to be jealous of besides maybe their income, it would be the <laughs> fact that they can just like argue so calmly yeah. and articulately. I think it's what is just, maddening about that. It is. It's very maddening. <laughs> My sister's an attorney, and she doesn't ever get irate. And wow. she's like... Very calculated. A, she's got to be a dream to argue with in the household. Oof. Uh-huh, Shout but- out to Uncle Will. <laughs> Aww, that's really So uh, what are you like? with? Are you calm, Tom? Uh-huh. I start that way, and then I can be ramped up pretty quickly. But... I I do love to like have resolution. I'm I'm not one of those people that just walks away when before stuff gets worked out. Yeah. I will always make sure that everything gets worked out cuz I had like just like a clean room, you know, everything has to be wrapped up in an argument with me. Like we got to get to the bottom of it so we can move on. That's amazing. So maybe I might get emotional or heated or scream and cuss, but I definitely don't walk <laughs> away mad. It just always comes <laughs> to an end. Like well, we, we re- resolve it. I like that though. I like that that resolving it is your goal. Yeah. You know, because I mean, for those of you who don't know Tom, he is a really tall man. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you, <laughs> you are. You are. Yeah. And so, you know, it could be easy to use your height and your deep voice and all of that is a mm-hmm. way to put people in mm-hmm. their place. Mm-hmm. So it's true. But I imagine that Maureen she wouldn't allow she's it. She's not afraid. <laughs> but she's yeah. not, not no afraid. I'm sure nobody's afraid of you. <laughs> well I'm not not maybe not anybody, but I'm an angry teddy bear. Yeah. Yeah. I That's a great that. description. Yeah. <laughs> I can see Except that. Except I've never seen you get angry. Well and I it's only like, you know, I guess it, I don't really get mad often, but when I do get mad, I, I definitely can fly off the handle. There's no question. I have a short fuse on certain situations, but I, I'm resilient. I mean, I, my parents have always told me that since I was a kid that, like, I, when it's over, it's over. Uh huh. That's fantastic. Bounce back quickly. Yeah. So you don't hold on to it and, and go over it about a million times in your head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Yep. That's a hard thing to do. It is a hard thing mm-hmm. to do because I can be like, I can have this conversation in between my ears. Oh, I oh, sure wow. can for sure. <laughs> okay, I really like this next one. Don't judge, which I also think can be really difficult with a difficult person. Very. It says you don't know what the other person is going through. Chances are, if a person is acting unreasonable, they are likely feeling some sort of vulnerability or fear, and that's. I would need. I would take out are likely, I would say they are mm-hmm. feeling some sort of vulnerability or fear yeah, or insecurity. Yeah, I think so too. Insecurity, mm-hmm. big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a reason why difficult people are difficult people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so if we could look at them with a little bit of compassion, which is really hard to do it in is. the moment. It is. Um, 
because their behavior is about them. It's not about us. You know, difficult people's behavior is all about them. It is. It's a reflection on them. That but we take it so personally. Oh my gosh, God. we do. We do. I've had an I've had an incident fairly recent about this that you know when a person was really being difficult with me, and I or to me, and I I mean. I did a terrible job of take of not <laughs> of, of <laughs> judging, breathing, staying calm. No, I listening. Sta- I stayed calm. I did listen, but I did judge. <laughs> and and I I just I just ruminated over it. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's truly hard to believe. It's I, I yeah. think it's hard for both of us because we don't approach life, our attitude. Are the people that we, how we interact with people, we don't approach life the way, I mean, you told me a little bit about it before we recorded. Uh-huh. You don't approach life that way. No. And so people who approach, difficult people who approach life the way in a difficult way, it's like, it's kind of like you're like, you know, when your dog, when you talk to your yeah. dog and your dog <laughs> and swivels his head. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like what I want to do with a difficult person. Like, what? Like, you know, that I just kind of exactly. want to just Why swivel. would you act like that? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like really hard to understand. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. 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 You want to tackle four? Yeah, sure. Reflect respect and dignity toward the other person. No matter how a person is treating you, showing contempt will not help productivity, productively resolve, will not help. I can't read. (laughs) I've been reading for an hour. Oh, yeah, that's true. No matter how a person is treating you, showing contempt will not help productively resolve productively will not help productively resolve the situation i've got it take four (laughs) that's fantastic tom Uh uh-huh i'm gonna just shut my mouth and breathe no matter how a person is treating you showing contempt will not help productively resolve the situation that was really good thanks you were just a lot of syllables well i didn't read my book for an hour on in a microphone so that's i'm sure you're feeling a little tongue-tied i am i really am but you know I think that it is, I think that it is, I have learned that I can just keep my mouth shut Mm -hmm. when somebody is really being difficult Mm -hmm. towards me. Mm -hmm. I've learned to be able to do that. I used to could not do it. I would chew you up and spit you out in a Mm. minute. I was witness to that. You are right. Because we had lunch one time with this lady, the three of us. Oh, gosh. And I've she. Never seen Janice more quiet in my yes. life. So true. We, and, and it kind of made me have to sort of speak up a little bit, but I, we talked about this. I, that's kind of how I deal with stuff like that. I sort of kill with kindness when I, that just takes over because to you me. You are brilliant. It's easier to do that than it is to be mean or confrontational. Yeah. Plus, we had we hadn't ha- our our main courses weren't to the table yet, so we had <laughs> to kill the time eat. some way. So uh, anyway, but that that was such a crazy lunch that that lady was just it, it, just to circle back to the first one listening. Um, that was that's one of those weird times when somebody is being so bad that listening is actually entertaining. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, very true. Or it's so. Out of, there's no reasonability about it at all. And so you just kind of sit there dumbfounded. And yeah. like the dog, like <laughs> swirling your head. Like, yeah. I mean, we just kind of had to tee her up and then just sit back and be entertained by her insane answers to some of the questions that we were asking. I still can't believe that. Chip. Yeah. Like, that I want, hey, has, has money been canceled yet? <laughs> Is cash over with you? She told I- us that by <laughs> by like the next month, cash was going to go away for forever. Uh, for, like <laughs> across the world. Yeah. <laughs> Especially. Oh man, that was that was epic. It was. I didn't. I. I <laughs> the funniest part was we, that was like one of the first times the three of us ever got together. Like that was like your introduction to us, Tom, <laughs> and. It was, I remember. it was a very bizarre, <clears throat> very bizarre lunch. But it is interesting to your point, Tom, 
how we deal with conflict, how yeah. the three of us deal with conflict, it all kind of came out in that. Uh-huh. I, I sat there pretty much with my mouth shut. That was your way you of mute. giving her dignity. Because if you had opened your mouth, it probably would have been shut. mean girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would have been like. I would have been like, what? What's wrong with you? Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? And then you were like non-judgmental, amused, and very engaging, Tom. I found... Believe me, I was judging. I just was saving it until after we were back over here recording. But that... Yes, I was I was two faced as hell, but that was how it had to be done, at least in that situation. No, thank God you were there. I can't even imagine <laughs> if it was just me and Janice. I- <laughs> that would have been crazy. Oh, oh my gosh. I just uh, that was so strange. Yeah. Did you ever tell the dude that hooked you up with hooked no. us up with her? No. You never did? No. no. We never said a word. We took the high road. But I'm still fascinated as to why he ever thought that would be a good idea. I don't know either. Um, But I do agree that that giving like silence is a great way to give somebody who's kind of spinning out Mm -hmm. is to your to your point, uh, Tom, I like the way you said that, like Janice's silence was a way to give that woman dignity because there would have could have been a world where you would have been you could have ripped her up one side and down the other for sure. And you just allowed her to walk away yeah. with her dignity. And that is the better answer. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And I think that like when you're, when you're dealing with somebody like that, I, I just could, there's not, I couldn't even think of anything to say, <laughs> but it was, but when you're, but when it's somebody that you're in a relationship with, or if it's with your children or something like that, then I think we want to, we want to try not to spew Mm-hmm. Because we fuel it, mm-hmm. we actually because then mm-hmm. you get in a back and forth mm-hmm. rather than thinking, oh my gosh, you know, or and or, the escalation of that is just the most unproductive thing. Yeah, because it's not like you're ever going to change their mind, and they're not ever going to change your mind, and so it's just not a productive yeah, response. It's true, and I think that one of the things that I think is Im- is important if when it comes for, to parenting is that we want to be respectful to our children. Mm -hmm. And I think we want to, when they're being so unreasonable about something, I think it's always a really pretty good idea to say, okay, so tell me what you want or need Mm -hmm. in relationship to this. Like if they they want you to, you say, you know, you need to come home at nine o'clock and they're defiant and they don't come home until midnight or something like that, Mm -hmm. rather than... You know, and mm-hmm. chew them up and spit them out and all that. Being able to say, okay, so what made you think that that was going to be okay? Mm-hmm. And what, what, why did you not pick up the phone and call me and mm-hmm. us have a discussion? So that you try to get them to, if we can learn to teach teenagers to understand what's going on with them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, how could you have done that differently? Mm -hmm. Maybe Mm -hmm. I understand that that was, it was not okay for you to tell your teacher that they were stupid or whatever, Mm -hmm. but what could you have done differently? Well, the teacher was giving me flack and say, okay, well, what could you do differently and Mm -hmm. try to help them problem solve Mm -hmm. without dancing with those defiant people? Because Mm -hmm. people who are really pretty defiant, they, they, they'll dance with you. Mm-hmm. They you know? sure will. So, yeah. And that's just not a fun or, or productive place to no. be. If there's a winner, there's a loser. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if there's and a if loser, this, then the relationship lose. loses. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, I think this is a good one. Um, I think this is a hard one. Uh, number five, look for the hidden need. What is this person really trying to gain? What is this person trying to avoid? I think they're trying to avoid sadness and fear. Mm. And I think they're trying to gain empowerment over Mm -hmm. that emotion Mm -hmm. rather than be able to feel the feelings and allow yourself to have it. They, they, they will mask those feelings with aggressive behavior or passive aggressive behavior or some of that stuff. Yeah. I, I see that in some people for sure. Yeah. Um, number six, look for others around you who might be able to help. If you're at work and there's an irate customer, 
quickly scan to see if a colleague is close by. That's really smart, especially if you are on the street or if you're, yeah, yeah. I think look for, uh, you know, having, having somebody around you, having somebody else around you really does help. I think that, uh, like, if you think about it, if there's a situation that's escalating, usually if there's another party involved, it really brings it down. If it's Mm -hmm. just two people and you're just going after it, but there's Mm -hmm. a third party who can kind of just, hey, 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 Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's Mm -hmm. super helpful. I think so, too. I really do. Yeah. Um, Number seven, also hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You want to read it? Yeah. Can you do it? Yeah. (laughs) Don't demand compliance. For example, telling someone who's upset to be quiet and calm down will just make him or her irate. irate. Instead, ask the person what they are upset about and allow them to vent. Yeah. I think if somebody tells me to calm down, that might be one of the most irritating. Mm -hmm. Nothing makes me want to calm down less than somebody telling me to calm down. Uh Uh-huh. If it's they so say, rude. So talk to me. What's going on? Yeah. Let them be expressive, even if they're kind of furious. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you're not going to, you know, you're not going to. Being angry is a part of life. It is very much a part of life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of time what's under anger is fear. Oh. Because I, they just, I think that it is. Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just. If somebody's being rude to you and you get really angry and get in their face and then you're going back and forth, it's just not going to, it's not going to get you anywhere. So if you can realize, you know what, this person is really making me so angry Mm -hmm. and then you just breathe Mm -hmm. again or walk away or make Mm -hmm. sure somebody's there around you to call a timeout, call a timeout and just say, Hey, this is not productive Yeah, right now. And so why don't we just take a break, 20 minutes, and let's come back when, and chat when we can both calm down Yeah, a I think bit. this is especially hard for parenting and I parents. I do, too. Um, I don't like it when Maureen tells Betty, like, orders her to apologize. Because I, I would never order somebody to apologize. I want that apology to come from the heart, or it doesn't mean anything. Do you agree with me on that? Like, I do. I, yeah. I want Betty. I want Betty to go to her to come from after the fact place. and say I'm sorry. Like after things have blown over, instead of making her apologize right there, it makes like whenever I hear that happening, I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, because it's just a it's just a sentence. I'm yes. sorry. Two yes. words. Yes. I okay. have told my kids. I totally agree with you, Tom. I have told my kids at some point you need. Like, I don't know how I say it, but like I say at some point, you're going to need to reconcile this and apologize uh-huh. Uh-huh. when you're ready. Uh-huh. Um, but I think forcing an apology, to your point, yeah. is just a really inauthentic. Mm-hmm. I do too. Especially I don't when... want my children to be say, I'm sorry, just because I told them you better say sorry yeah, to me. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing, there's no sorry to it. No. You know, yeah. Another thing that sort of comes to mind is whenever I hear the words, take that back. <laughs> Take that back. That's and, interesting. Why does that fire you uh, up? Because sometimes the response to that is, you needed to hear that. <laughs> I actually you know, don't want to like, take it back. <laughs> just let it let the let the part that offended you that'll wear off in about ten seconds. So let's yeah. just wait mm. and then talk about why I just said that. <laughs> I don't think I ever asked my children to take it back. I don't. I don't think I've ever asked anybody to. take I don't that think back. I have either. Have you ever said anything that you wish you could take back? Me? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> I would hate to. We just won't go in there. I'm not going to ask for <laughs> details, but I'm just wondering if that's part of your history. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a more. I used to be fierier or more fiery than I am now. I don't really, I don't really have confrontations now. Did you people. used to retaliate? Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's. It's just so hard for you. You. You paint this picture of who you, or who you could be years ago, and I just, 
it seems so foreign to me. I can't even see you like that. You know, I have a, I have an older sister that's three years older than I, and we used to really get into it. And uh, and I mean, it was my mother. My mother would cry. My dad would be yelling at us, and you know, it was it. I yeah, I I was fiery. I can still be that way, but I think I would be that way if somebody were hurting, you know, one somebody that I really cared about. Mm-hmm. Sure, you know, but of I course. don't. I don't really. I don't. I mean, like Tom and I don't fight. Mm-hmm. We don't. We just don't. We we disagree, but we don't fight. Mm-hmm. And and that's nice because Kurt and I used to fight more. Mm-hmm. But and I and that wasn't his fault. I mean, I think I was pretty. I mean, I th- I could stir. You both, you both played it. Yeah, I could mm-hmm. stir it up mm-hmm. for sure. I'm not proud of that, but well, I I think it's. I agree with you. I don't. I. It's awful to say things that you don't mean or you wish you or you regret, but I think I think it's kind of silly to say take that back. You can't. <laughs> no, you, you can't. That is a form of demanding <laughs> compliance that uh-huh. I don't appreciate. No, that's like, and it's like saying it's kind of like saying I'm sorry. You take, but it really, it, yeah. it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Take that back. Well, we can't. We can't. It's already been done. <laughs> That's why I'm so confused. <laughs> I can't imagine if somebody, if one of my kids, when they were take a teenager or something, said, you're a bitch. And I'd say, take, take that, that back. back. <laughs> no, you oh, can't. Say, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just can't. Uh, um, eight, I found to be interesting. Saying I understand usually makes things worse. Instead... You could say, tell me more so I can understand better. I like that. I do, too. I really do like that. Because I do say I understand. Uh-huh. But I think this sentence is better. Tell me more so I can understand better. Yeah. That's a great response. I really do. I agree. I think that it's really, especially if you're dealing with teenagers, you know, it, it, you know, if we give them opportunity to really talk about it, mm-hmm. it will help them so much because so much of d- aggressiveness with teenagers is stuffing because yeah. they don't want to be vulnerable. They're not going to go in the mm-hmm. football huddle and talk about mm-hmm. being scared mm-hmm. or to their friends or any of that. But but yet, if you have a one-on-one with your adolescent and you, and you really say, I, I want you... If you're willing to talk to me about it, I really would like for you to tell me more about it. Tell mm-hmm. me what you're thinking. Tell me what you're feeling. What are you mad about? Mm-hmm. So that I can understand it, and then we'll fix it. Mm-hmm. We'll come up with a solution. You know. So I think that's a really. If my great mom thing. ever talked to oh. me like that, I would have. I would have. I would have like. <laughs> it is a very clinical way to say. It is that, to convey that message, I, I'm, because I think it's the way that you say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when you say "I understand," it's almost like a doctor is talking to a crazy person. You, you yeah. it makes you feel that way, like you're the crazy person, and it's come to the guy going, "I understand." Instead of just the simple, a more natural way, especially the way I say it is, "I hear you" or "I feel you." Yeah. I say that all the time to people. No, I and like that. And it's my way of saying too. that I'm listening and I understand what mm-hmm. you're saying. Mm-hmm. But it's not as clinical as I understand you. Uh-huh, like the mm-hmm. like the therapist sitting there saying, "Hmm. Yeah. I understand." Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. when you when really we're not we don't even know. No. We don't know until they tell us, but if they'll give us more information, then you really can Say, oh, that makes sense now to me. I mean, not many people hear the words, tell me more, and get mad about that. Like, usually people are like, okay, here it comes. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're exactly right. I think that's what everybody wants. I think so, too. Tell more. Yeah. To be understood more. Yeah. I agree. That's why they pay to go talk to a therapist. Well, (laughs) and I think that, I think that, too, when you're talking about parenting, the we really don't understand mm-hmm. you know but if they'll give you information then you can help them problem solve like mm-hmm. okay now i get it 
So let's talk about how how do you want to do that differently or what do you want to do to feel better about that or can I help you in any way to where you're just entering their world instead of being on the outside being grandiose, Mm -hmm. all-knowing, oh, I understand, Mm -hmm. when really... No, mm-hmm. I th- I I think you're exactly right. That the approach, the tone, mm-hmm. how you say it, yeah. And I I totally agree with you, Tom. I love when you said any time you ask somebody to tell me more about that, it's not like they're going to be like, no, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I'm actually done talking. No, that's uh, that's so great. <laughs> yeah, that is really so good. great. I know somebody that I'm going to tell them to when I get home. Not it's not Tom. It's a client that she was talking about something. It's Buddy. (laughs) Buddy looks. Buddy doesn't understand. Buddy just likes food. (laughs) Cute Buddy. Um, Okay, you want to tackle nine? Yeah. Avoid smiling, as this may look like you're mocking the person. Similarly, humor can sometimes lighten the mood, but more often than not, it's risky, and it might backfire. If somebody smiled at me, if I were really upset, oh. or I, I think that that's a passive-aggressive... Or like very vulnerable, and yes. somebody laughed or smiled, scoffed in any way, yeah. I would I would stop talking. Yeah, that mocking, mm-hmm. oh, na oh, so you think you're so smart, do you? Mm. And I think that that's just going to fuel anybody that's having a real emotional response to something. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at that difficulty. It's just not going to work. Yeah. I mean, to oh, make fun one. because you're being, it's a put down. It's, and it's, it's a terrible. Form, it's a form of sarcasm, I think. Yeah. Which and, is and, tearing the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> and it is a, it's emotional abuse. Yeah. It really is. I, okay. So I, <laughs> I think there's a major Ooh. distinction. I think with somebody you don't know, like a stranger, yes, smiling would be something that could get your ass whooped if you're not careful. You know, like if you see somebody on an airplane or being ter- like belligerent or difficult and you smile because it's amusing you, but you don't really realize like that dude will come over and <laughs> stomp you <laughs> if he thinks you're making fun of him. Then again, if it's somebody you know, like a friend, Sometimes smiling can like kind of a lighten the mood, but kind of let them know that they're being ridiculous and that they oh, maybe it helps oh. them check themselves. <laughs> you oh. know, I had an uncle boo. We <laughs> we we use humor all the time. Or I do. Who's to we? Def- me and Maureen. Okay. Like uh, we humor is a major part of diffusing ourselves. Like truly. But if that works for you, but like when people are mocking, like I had an Uncle Boo that was just always kind of mean and teasing. He would just tease me and tease me and tease me. And I always cried. And they were like, oh, and he would mock me and say, oh, look at Janice crying because I told her blah, blah, blah. It was terrible. Yeah, that's that is abuse. Yeah, he's definitely making fun of you for sure. Yeah. But, But he... And that's not really a good example of what I'm talking about, I guess. I I guess what I mean is a lot of times when Maureen and I have been screaming at each other, (laughs) sometimes the perfect little quip that she could not do anything but laugh at. Like if she can't, if she doesn't laugh at that, it would be impossible for her not to laugh. Well, and that makes sense. That's, that's different. And it works for you. Mm -hmm. But like you've also Mm -hmm. seen people at like restaurants being really mean or irate to a waitress or something. And, you look at your friend and you just kind of are like, oh, my God, and you sort of chuckle or laugh. I mean, if that person looks over and catches you smiling at them, at you know, that could really backfire. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I pull out a gun. <laughs> yeah, or let's say I sit down and and tell Craig something that's meaningful to me or hard for me, and he makes light of it yeah. or laughs while, like it's, like, why are we making this a big deal? Or, you know, does one of those things. Yeah. If he ever did that, he doesn't do that. But if he did that, that would be very hurtful to it me. It would me. I would be furious mm-hmm. about it. Because it's it's mock. I mean, it's just, it's rude. Yeah, it is. It's 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 minimizing it's demeaning. and mm-hmm. demeaning. Yeah. yeah. I can see that for sure. Yeah. 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 
I think 10, I mean, it says don't act defensively. And then it says this is tough. And I was just about to say, <laughs> I think 10 is really tough. Uh-huh. Don't act defensively. You're naturally not enjoying the other person saying nasty things or things that you know aren't true. You're going to want to defend yourself. But the other person is so emotionally revved up, it's not going to help. Remember, this is not about you. Don't take it personally. I know it's easier said than done. Love that. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this says it perfectly, but, mm-hmm. but I also agree. It, it, it's reminding yourself in the heat of the moment that another person's behavior is really not about you. Uh-huh. And, and you know, I think I can remember when my children were like, 14 or 13 or something and they would you know talk back to me or something like that I mean I would take that so personally and be defensive and be like don't you talk to me like that rather than it didn't and that didn't do any good oh god you know so I I really think defensiveness is we don't have to defend ourselves Mm -hmm. to everybody that Mm -hmm. maybe has a qualm with us not at all no I think acting defensively is one of the main traits of a difficult person uh-huh i could not agree more defend i mean anything is like an attack i can't be friends with people like that i can't either because i can't talk to people like that and if some if i bring up something and the other person on the other side of me is going to defend or deny like my behavior or my thoughts or my feelings or their behavior their thoughts their feelings and not try to understand me i just that's like, that's like trying to walk through a door. Uh Yeah. I mean, it's impossible. It is. And, and nothing productive is going to happen if you meet your, anybody with defensiveness. No, I agree. There's not going to be a productive outcome. Mm -hmm. It only layers the recovery Mm -hmm. and the fight and the hurt and the anger. Yeah. Period. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so that's our 10. Uh, We're going to wrap up this episode and hope you'll join us next week for the bottom 10. Uh, We'll give you a little bit of preview. Don't return anger with anger. Set limits and boundaries. Trust your instincts. You're going to love it. (laughs) Thanks for listening and have an amazing week. Thank you. (laughs) 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 (laughs)